What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And we're in the classroom of video game podcast because we're on episode 101, Games and Groceries 101. We are Woo-hoo. in college again. We are going to be talking about uh, how our favorite video games are generally nostalgia and why that is. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. You're so strange. Yeah, I am. I I am. Uh, last week we celebrated a hundred episodes. We did. Which brings us to one hundred and one. Uh, but last week was a uh, ask us anything podcast, and I asked you yeah. to ask us anything. But there was a few questions that uh, fell under the radar, uh, mostly because uh, we recorded it before they got into our attention. So uh, before we get into our little intro, I want to do like a rapid fire uh, little questionnaire thing. We've got three. Um, so first, I'm just, I'm just going to read this question because I don't know how to answer it. Um, it's from Slippery John Sausage. If you're listening to this, man. I, I love your comments. Please keep commenting because they're just the most. They're just madness. They're just the most backwater th- like nonsense I've ever heard. And I love it. Uh, so Slippery John Sausage says, when you're hunting for gators, what game are you? <laughs> Do you want me well, to read it? Yeah. When you're hunting for gators, what game are you thinking of playing to relax your sore body when you get home? And do you pair your games with specific types of gator meat (laughs) when you eat it? I don't know know much about games, but Pong is fun when you're not, when you got only one hand and your other hand is holding a steak (laughs) of juicy gator thigh. (laughs) Thanks and congratulations on the hundred years of the podcast. Please keep commenting, man. <laughs> like I love you. Every time he he does something, I don't know. I I absolutely love it. It's so stupid. I love you, man. You're you're awesome. I don't know him personally. He just started yeah. commenting like out of nowhere, and I just love it. Yeah. Uh. So quick fire. Uh. Volt Supreme has three questions. Uh. Very quick fire on this one. Uh. Would you consider reviving your game streaming or let's plays? Uh. Mm-hmm. For Alien Isolation, I would probably watch that one. Uh, probably the best games ever. Uh, the reason why we don't do Let's Plays anymore is just because the technical difficulties that went into it mm-hmm. wasn't worth it. Um, it got lower amount of views. And when we had to set everything up and set up the uh, game streaming and yeah. like, um, you know, everything had to be perfect. I'm like, OK, yeah. hopefully everything's recording just right. Let's do this. And then sometimes the video would come in corrupted and then Liz would have yeah. to work endlessly to try to make it. It's just more complicated than what yeah. we have time for. So w- we will definitely want to bring them back when we have more time to do it. Yeah. Like when if there comes a day where we're able to do this full time, we'll most definitely do Let's Plays again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do this full time. Um, also, seeing as you always talk about films in your game podcast, uh, what are your favorite games that have spawned out of movies? Uh, basically, games that are movies, uh, straight up Harry Potter 1, 2, and 3. Like, straight up, if you have any other answers, no. Uh, but the Chamber of Secrets especially, I loved that game so much. Oh, uh, you love the Aladdin games or the Aladdin Sega game. Yeah, I did have that. I was like, I don't think I've ever played a video game based on a movie. Mm-hmm. You loved Aladdin. Aladdin is the only one. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played it since I was really little. 
And finally, uh, triple question. What film would you like to see turned into a game, presumably, uh, would done properly? Uh, at first, I would have said John Wick, but that's already kind of a strategy game. So, um, mm, mm, actually, I had an answer and I lost it. Do you have one? A film that you would like to see turned into a game? I would say some sort of historical film. Okay. Because, like, it would be a good storytelling game. Like, my one of my favorite movies is The Miracle Worker. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a really interesting game to try and be, like, Helen's teacher or something. Okay. Like, something like that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I, I, I also, I absolutely love Helen Keller. Yeah. She, like, so. Straight yeah. up. Uh, Parasite. Parasite the, the game. That would be pretty awesome. That would be interesting. Yeah, Parasite like the that. game. That would be so weird. I would be interested in seeing how that would interpret into a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... That that's our, our our answers for that. Um, actually, I had an answer for that. I legitimately had an answer for what film, but it originally it was John Wick. But that's it, it's kind of a game, kind of not, but whatever. And then finally, uh, we have finally, but least not not least, last but not least, last but not least. Just read it. Uh, we have from Forrest. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name because I don't have permission. Uh, our good friend Forrest. Well, you're now my good friend because he said you love our podcast. So you're now my buddy. Um, hey, Adam and Liz, congrats on reaching your 100th episode. My question uh, for you for your Ask Us Anything is if Donkey Kong had to retire from heroism and get a full time desk job in today's world, what career would he choose? Big fan of your show. Best Forrest. Construction work construction worker yeah okay why because i mean they take things down and like build things up and he's strong Mm -hmm. so he can like help destroy the buildings but he's also strong enough to like help rebuild them and carry stuff used car salesman oh i can see that used car salesman specifically used cars specifically used hyundai's you're so weird specifically it's like always your go-to a used Hyundai salesman. He's got the tile ready. He's got the grit, right? And then he would slap the roof of the car like, you don't know how many bananas. He the car. Exactly. He's like, oops, I'm just clumsy. But like, he's but got so he much charm. But no, he's got so much charm that he would, he would, you know, override. And Diddy Kong would be with him too, you know, just t- kind of like uh, fixing whole situations. Mario would be the new Nissan salesman. Mario would straight up be a new car salesman, but Donkey Kong straight up used car salesman. Okay. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Forrest, for that question. Uh, he sent that via uh, email, contact at gamesandgroceries.com. So if you want to... Yeah. If you <laughs> want to, uh, you know, chat with us a little bit, you know, definitely hit us up on the email. Um, yeah. But those were some questions that we missed from last week's podcast. Um, and we are already 10 minutes in. What? Okay. Hey, so that was supposed to be rapid fire, but let's just get into it. We've got some segments for you today. But before we get there, uh, definitely follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there and be friends with us there. But also check us out on Instagram. Games of Groceries, all in word. We can see behind the scenes photos, little snippets of our podcast, as well as some questions that we'll ask you for the discussion, both on Twitter and Instagram. So definitely follow us on both if you want to be involved in the discussion. And uh, follow us on Facebook. Yep, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we also have a website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the podcasts from the website, as, find out, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. And we're going to have some articles up pretty soon. 
uh, from our good friend Mike, who's going to be writing some articles for the website. And if you haven't yet, definitely subscribe either on iTunes, whatever you're listening to, or on YouTube. I hope you're subscribing on YouTube and clicking that notification bell. And if you're so inclined and you would like to leave a review for the podcast, leave it over on Podchaser. There's going to be a link down below, both on audio and video. Leave a link to Podchaser. And definitely comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Give it a like and a share and all that nonsense. So uh, let's get right into it with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies in the past week. We like to recommend them or don't recommend them. Oh, man, I messed that up. Uh, we like to watch it on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, but not really in theaters in this point in time. And now we can recommend them or don't recommend them. It was it was, it was was a weird episode last week, so I'm now off my beat. It's also a weird week. It has been a weird week, honestly. In fact, I am not even drinking a buy drink. I am drinking a hint. How which. I have not tried it yet. Oh, I thought you just did. I did not. Uh, but it is water infused with pineapple essence. I'm like, what's pineapple pine essence? Not pineapple. Pineapple essence. And it says ingredients, purified water and natural flavors. Oh, boy. So if it's not pineapple, what's pineapple essence? I have no idea. Let's give it a try. Ah, disgusting. So movie <laughs> minutes. Uh, we like to rank these movies. And uh, mm, bleh, bleh. That was a not spot. I would spot try it, but I'm allergic to pineapple. Definitely not spotted by hint. Uh, come back by, anyways. But uh, yeah, so we watched the movie on Hulu, and you know it's not really in, you know, in theaters anymore because theaters are shut down for the time being. But we watched on Hulu the hustle, hooray, Woo! with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Uh, we both wanted to see this. We were kind of curious. Yeah. Because we like both of those actresses. Ah. Well, you're not as big a fan of Rebel Wilson as I am. And I'm not like yeah. a huge fan, but like I enjoy her. I think she's funny. I really love her, uh, that dating app commercial she does. Is mm -hmm. it eHarmony that she does? Uh, match. Match. She, mm -hmm. I, I, those are like my one of my favorite commercials. I love her match commercials. They're so funny. So let's talk about the hustle for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Opening thoughts. Um, well, like I said, I was really excited to see this movie. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it looks so funny mm -hmm. until you find out that that really weird accent that Anne Hathaway does in the trailer is the whole movie. Yeah. That actually she does a better German accent than she did a French accent. That's weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like her French, because the French accent was supposed to be her natural accent. Yeah. And it was not good, mm -hmm. but she did. It sounded more British. It was very weird. It was just, it was not good. But then the one, when she had to act German, because she was pretending to be a German doctor, mm -hmm. um, that accent was pretty good. Yeah. So it was very strange. Um, but it was, it was funny. It was light. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bad. It was, it was a fun movie. So I want to talk about this for a little bit, uh, and then we'll go into our final ratings of this. But uh, the opening of the movie kind of shows the contrast between the characters mm -hmm. straight away. Uh, you have a clumsy kind of, you know, kind of huh, trashy, if you watch the first scene, <laughs> yeah. uh, trashy, you know, Rebel Wilson's character. And you have a more suave, more professional hustler that is Anne Hathaway's. And mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway, of course, is, you know, she she's definitely made for that role to be more suave. Oh, yes. yeah. In fact, when she was cast to be Catwoman, I, I had my low expectations because I was like, I, Anne Hathaway isn't suave. She's not. She doesn't have that. Catwoman. I think I, I think everyone thinks that about her because her first role was Princess Diaries. Yeah. And 
and her biggest role. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her biggest role. Like her, that was like her big break in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, she, it was a clumsy, klutzy person, but she did Catwoman good and she's yeah. good here. You know, mm-hmm. she's good as her character, but it's that different little contrast. And I also wrote down that within the first 10 minutes, you know exactly where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just that you can see that eh, you, you you know where it's going. Yeah, I mean, I you know where it's going, but then at times you don't like it wasn't when I watch the trailers, it's this isn't the plot I was expecting. Yeah. Like the way they got together. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, and then there was a really good twist. I really like the twist. Yeah. And and we like to think that, like, saying there's a twist in the movie kind of is a spoiler because now you're expecting a twist. But I will say, for a, you know, clumsy movie, it's, it has a pretty good twist to it. Um, but, yeah, the, the very first part, you're just like, eh, okay. Um, brings me to my second note, though. Uh, being a comedy film... For me, at least, the comedy fell flat for most of the part. Yeah. And it was good for a few, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little huffs through the nose and like a little chuckle. It had mm-hmm. never get. It had its moments, but for the most yeah. part, the comedy wasn't it even was cringy. It was a very mild comedy. That's like, the there thing. Just, what, there was, it was more of, not even comic relief. It was like a weird line between comic relief and yeah. funny. And that's the thing. It wasn't even cringy bad. It was just. Comedy was happening, and I had zero reaction to it. Yeah. I wasn't being like, ooh, that's bad. It war- I wasn't laughing. It was just kind of like very stoic yeah. middle ground. I- am I wrong? No. I think at the <laughs> Especially parts- the jail scene where she gets uh, yeah. captured. Yeah. That's what I mean. I was just like, it wasn't cringy. It was just like, eh. I, yeah. I know what we're trying to do. And I think the parts where we were supposed to laugh, like when she gets hurt or something breaks, mostly when someone gets hurt. Like, I feel like they were trying to go for like comedy in that way, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was funny. We more went. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just us. Who knows? But, <clears throat> and then, but that's what I mean. It's just like for being a comedy movie, it wasn't su- successful as a we comedy were, movie. We weren't laughing uncontrollably. Then again. Okay. So I will, I will mention this. Uh, when we were watching this movie, I was dying of allergies. Like yeah. I was, I was out all day. His allergies kicked in. Yeah, the pollen count was really high, and I, you know, you know when you have allergies, you just kind of like sit there, and you have like. So now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's because I was going through an allergy attack. You were dying a little bit. Yeah, and I wasn't really focused, so I will. And give again, them- we did see it's been a long week for us. It, it was uh, for you know other reasons, but yeah, but uh, yeah. So my final note is in the end, it was. It was weirdly paced. Uh, it was a weirdly paced movie, and it had its moments, but for the most part, it was kind of like a it's like a mediocre film. It was one of those films yeah. that you kind of put on in the background. I enjoyed it. Probably wouldn't watch it again unless my friend wanted to watch it or something. Yeah, it's not really like to own on Blu-ray. Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to own it or watch it. If there was nothing else on and it was on, I'm like, eh, okay, I'll put this on and while I'm doing something. Yeah, it wasn't. And that's the other thing for Re- for a Rebel Wilson film. This was not offensive, like, not at all. It wasn't really offensive. There was one like sex scene that was about to happen, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a Rebel Wilson film. Here we go." But it wasn't raunchy. It, no, they it actually, completely avoided the raunchy, and I really liked it. Yeah, it was. But that's the thing. This this movie wasn't really safe. It wasn't really offensive. It, it was just kind of. It was there. 
It was just like it, it wasn't happened. there. It happened. Which brings us to our final ratings. What did you give it out of ten, and why? I gave it a six. Right? Why? Yes, um, because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. <coughs> I laughed. I thought it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. There were just some things that, like you said, we didn't laugh a lot. And, right. Um, you know the really weird accent Anne Hathaway did. Yeah, that was weird. That was just. Yeah. I don't know why she couldn't just be an American living I, in France. I love Anne Hathaway. I think Same. she's a national I treasure. I absolutely but love her. But don't ever make her do a French accent ever again. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Because I thought she was British the whole movie. I But they were in France, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was doing a French accent. Yeah. Because she lived there. Anyway. But they did imply... They, and that was the thing. They did kind of imply or mention that she actually grew up in like wisconsin or something oh yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah. like but they didn't expand it so i don't know if rebel wilson was lying or if Anne hathaway's accent is a lie so but yeah so there there's a couple things like that is as to why um mm-hmm. why i gave it a six that in like the introduction um animation credits yeah went on a little too long yeah, like I was there's a point. I'm like, all right, are we done? Can we start the movie? But uh, and what I gave it out of ten, I gave it a four. I gave it a four out of ten because I found it to be below average. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just, eh, it it didn't give me that oomph. But then again, like I said, I was going through an allergy attack, so maybe I would have given it a five, but nothing more than a five. Um, this movie was just. It was okay. It was, eh. it was there. It was there, but I still give it a four because the comedy really fell flat. Mm-hmm. No reaction. But uh, again, the movie is called The Hustle. It's on Hulu. It's with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Uh, don't take our words for it. This is just what we're thinking of the movie. So if you want to watch it, go for it. But, uh, you know, lower your expectations a little bit. But again, The Hustle on Hulu, uh, which brings us to our second segment. Top three. Gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank a three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the games industry. What's going on? I don't know. Can you condense it a little bit? I I can. Here I am, Papa Adam. How are we doing? I don't know what's in this hint drink. Give me that. No. No, there's only pineapple essence in it. Yeah, what's essence though? <laughs> essence anyways <laughs> um but you yeah just, like blow the smell of a pineapple into the water so the number three gaming news that we're going to talk about today is uh about assassin's creed valhalla now the reason why this is kind of ranking low but it's still news right well let me just get into it now let me just talk about it okay i will mm-hmm. uh but assassin's creed valhalla is actually going to bring back the insta kill feature for the hidden blade which uh, if you played Odyssey and I believe Origins as well, I don't know about Syndicate. I don't know how long it's been since we haven't had Insta Kill. But basically, if you were too low of a level and you tried to go in with a hidden blade, you know, you wouldn't succeed. You would do some stealth damage, but not that much. Previous Assassin's Creed titles, you could. You could go straight up to somebody, hidden blade, and then Insta Kill right there. Nice. But they are bringing it back as well as social stealth 
Heck yes. I'm so excited for that. Okay, if you don't know what social stealth is in Assassin's Creed games, if you ever played in a, um, a previous one, like the older ones, uh, you could sit on a bench or blend in with the crowd or do any, like, blend in with socially. And you couldn't do that in the newer Assassin's Creed. Valhalla is bringing it back. Reason why this is news. Uh, before I say why, let me just get into this quote right here. Uh, this is coming from... Uh, Ashraf Ishmael uh, said, we wanted to look at the old games and see the greatness that those games had and acknowledge what's great about their updated formula or what's great about the updated formula. There was an identity and a uniqueness that we want to bring back for Valhalla. So why this is news is that uh, when Odyssey came out, basically there was a quote uh, from Quebec. No, I'm wrong. Okay, I'm just being silly right now. But there was a quote from the creator saying that, oh, you know, do you are you a little afraid that you're going to, you know, leave behind older fans to get the new ones? So they're like, eh, we don't care about the older fans. It's a new generation. They've moved on. Now we've moved on. Here, he's saying, no, it's an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. People like myself who have been there since day one, and I'm actually making a video about it. Oh, but uh, people like me who have been around since the first one, it's an Assassin's Creed game. It's for people like me. If you don't like Assassin's Creed, then you don't like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But now they're bringing. You're not gonna, you shouldn't. You should never start a series like yeah. towards the end. Exactly. Like. Like so, when your mom watched the last Harry Potter movie, <laughs> and that's the only one. And she's like, I don't get it. Yeah, when more people were just saying, like, oh, I hated Assassin's Creed, but I love Odyssey, that's because it wasn't Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But now they're bringing back those features with the updated formula. What do you think about all this? You're playing the first Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. The only thing I thought of that I think is funny is that they're bringing back these, like, stealth, like the stealth kill and the social, mm-hmm. you know, blending in. And... It's so funny that they're doing it for a Viking game, and that yeah. is not any type of attitude you would see in a Viking. Yeah. Like, Vikings don't kill stealthfully. They they don't try to blend in. They come uh, in. But neither did pirates, and they did that with Black Flag. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, but that's all I'm saying. That's that the they're, br- they're choosing to bring it back. Yeah. With a Viking game where well, Vikings th- don't do that. Well, that's the thing. It's a Viking trained by assassins. Um, yeah. No, it's not a Viking. Well, I ass- didn't know all of the stuff. I was at work. <laughs> uh, but the other part is that they're bringing back Jesper Kidd to do some of the music. Jesper Kidd, of course, is the composer behind Assassin's Creed 1 and the Ezio trilogy. Did he also do Revelations? I know he did two, and I believe Brotherhood as well. I'm not sure if he did Revelations, but Jesper Kidd was the first one. They're all bringing back the composer from Origins. This is all just like coming together to be in a veteran Assassin's Creed fan's dream. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is news, is because they're actually bringing this back to be an Assassin's Creed game and not an RPG for the masses, if that makes sense. But uh, that's all I had to say about it. But any other thoughts? Nope. Cool. Speaking about older games coming back, Tony Hawk! Tony Hawk's coming back. Uh, oh, no. Adam was a psychic. I know. So we made the the um, the movie. <laughs> uh, we made the video essay, Are Skateboarding Games Coming Back? And we made that a month ago. Yeah. And then this news dropped as soon as we released it. I'm like... Like, we released it, and the next day or two days later, it was like, Tony Hawk's. Mm-hmm. 
and, and so that's the thing. I know skateboarding games are coming back, and this is the tipping point because okay, Skater XL is already announced, Sessions announced, Skate Burb is coming out. Uh, now we have Tony Hawk's One and Two coming out as it says a remaster, but I keep looking at these images; they're straight up a remake. They they didn't remaster this game; they they made it from the ground up. It looks like. Uh, but let me talk about this for a little bit. <clears throat> Tony Hawk announced that the fully remade versions of the game, both 1 and 2, coming in the package together with all the maps, the soundtrack. So we just got word of what the soundtrack will be of. There's some missing songs to it, and some people are just like, oh, why isn't this here? Why isn't that there? Okay, listen. Okay, listen. Yeah, everybody listening to me? Cool. Um, I don't care which games come in as long as Gorilla Radio is on there. I really don't care. And Gorilla Radio is on it. And th that's the thing. I don't care what other songs, as long as they got Gorilla Radio on there. Uh, that's my opinion. And uh, fight me on Twitter, at Ace DeGrosser. But, uh, but this is really awesome news because there's also going to be quality of life, ch life changes. So there's going to be reverts and spine transitions. Um, and uh, let me bring up this quote right here from the article. All the articles are linked down below, both audio and visual. Uh so this is a quote saying, first, here are the basics. The remastered collect, again, remastered. It looks like a remake. I might be wrong, but whatever. The remastered collection will feature updated visuals, all the original levels, characters, tricks, extra challenges, a more elaborate creative park mode where you can share custom skate parks online. Heck yes. And brand new online multiplayer modes along with local multiplayer. Who would have thunk that? On top of that, the games will include a vast majority of the iconic THPS soundtracks. A vast majority, not all of them. No, not every song made it due to, uh, you guessed it, everybody, licensing issues, licensing issues. Everybody's all in a fuss. And I'm like, I like guess. They don't really have control over it. Yeah, they don't. Um, you excited for this? Um, you weren't a big Tony Hawk fan. No, I was very girly when I was little, mm -hmm. so I didn't really do skating. And I didn't, I tried skating when I was like 13 or 14, mm -hmm. but no one would teach me. And then the wind blew me off of it and I got cut up really bad. So I kind of stopped. Yeah. So I never really got into skating. And even then I wasn't into video games. Mm -hmm. So um, I never played it before. Well, it's it's. But a, I'm excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> and the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like music. Yeah, and, and imagine like early 2000s. I know. Like, mm, this like, sounds. I'll just I'll just sit there while you play, just so I can hear the music. <laughs> 90s, 2000, mm -hmm. like skater music. Yeah. And um, like I said, Gorilla Raid is on there. I I looked at the list. I'm like, okay, Gorilla, Gorilla. Oh, thank God. Like I would have had a heart attack. Do I know that one? Um, I'm not sure if I can sing it without being copyright strike, but, um, uh, lights out, gorilla radio, turn that crap up. Cause I'm not cursing. No, I don't know that song. Oh man. Um, okay. I'll show it to you later. Okay. But it was the <laughs> theme song behind Tony Hawk two, which was my favorites. Tony Hawk one. It was good, but I can't wait to do a leap of faith off of school. I can't wait to mm -hmm. blast gorilla radio. I'm excited for it. And it's coming out September. 
all the way in September. Might I know. as well be a Christmas gift. Well, no, that's the thing. September is just like right around the corner. I know. I just, I keep saying that, but like really it's May already. It's, it's going to be like my birthday any second. It's the middle of May. It's so weird. It is. September is just going to go like that. Do you know what's coming out in July? Before I get into a number one gaming news. Uh, by the way, Paper Mario was announced for July. A new Paper Mario game. Ghost of Tsushima is coming out July 17th. That's that's right over that's there. The day after our anniversary. Oh yeah. Well, like I just saw the date. That's the thing. We're like, oh my god, our anniversary is like coming soon. We have to figure something oh, out. Oh my goodness! All these games are coming out, <laughs> and it's just it's right over there. As soon as it's it said, right there. Yeah. As soon as they said Ghost of Tsushima is July 17th, I was like, no, I have so much things to do. I still haven't gone through my backlog, which I will report on later, but my backlog list for my um uh for my New Year's resolution. I'll I'll talk about that another time. But uh let's just move going well. It's not going well. <laughs> uh but number one gaming news. Uh Epic Epic Games has released a tech demo for the Unreal Engine 5. And this is really cool because you know we get to finally see after only hearing about it. The actual technical spectacle that is uh, next generation hardware. Uh, so we got to see a little bit of it. It's like a, a little level. Uh, I forget what they called it, but they said it's a playable demo, but it's not a full game. And what was really cool is that saying like, hey, this is right off of a dev kit. This isn't pre-rendered. We just got this off the dev kit. We put an HDMI cord into it and just let it play. Like, this is an actual in-engine. Like, this is what gameplay footage will look like. You haven't had a chance to see it no. yet. Uh, you will as you edit this video, I guess. Um, but that's the thing. Uh, and and it's really, really, really awesome because we get to see the smoothness and um, the realness of this. And In fact, Tim Sweeney has already said that uh, the SSD that is in the PS5 is more powerful than high-end PCs right now. Well, and he said that uh, they could not achieve this tech demo if it wasn't for the PS5's, you know, beefy like uh, if, if it wasn't for the PS5's uh, benchmarks. Mm. And that's what I mean. A lot of people looked at the PS5 specs and they just said, "Ah, oh, it's weaker than the Xbox Series X. No, no, no. It has the finesse because of the computing frequency involved. It will have a finesse to it that we mm. haven't seen before. Uh, whereas Xbox Series X is just going to be a beefy boy. <laughs> so let me bring up this quote. Um, Tim Sweeney uh, says this. Epic Games founder and CEO Tim Sweeney explained Unreal, Unreal Engine 5 is meant to do things that are absolutely not possible today. This means offering new levels of photorealism and visuality, but also offer these tools in a way that increases productivity in the efficiency of game developers. Lumen, that's what they called it. Lumen and Nanite are just the order of magnitude of leaps in visual quality, but they are greatly simplifying technologies for the artists who build content. Uh, so all of that's jargon basically runs down to uh this is what we're gonna offer with unreal engine 5 like this is what you can do and mm -hmm. it's absolutely not possible with current gen hardware um any other thoughts on this that's super cool yeah i did not I'm show excited. you it. 
Yeah, no, it looks buttery smooth. It looks fantastic. It looks photorealistic. Uh, there's a lot more uh, triangles involved, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm uh, pretty stoked for this. And like I said, it's going to be a finesse system. Xbox Series X is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of terrain, a lot of RPGs, a lot of open worlds, but you're going to see a lot of like really detailed, like detailed images in the PS5. That's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, but what do you think? Put it down in the comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about those news pieces? First of all, uh, Assassin's Creed bringing back social stuff and the insta kill. Are you excited? Did you like Odyssey? You're wrong, but did you like Odyssey? Uh, write your comments down below. What do you think about all that news? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Are you going to play it? Are you disappointed that not all the soundtrack is in there? Do you think Gorilla Radio is the best part of the soundtrack? If so, you're my buddy. And finally, with the Epic Games uh, releasing Unreal, <laughs> Unreal Engine 5 uh, gameplay footage. Um, what do you think about that? Write down in the comments down below. So, with all that said and done... You know, you know what it's time for. It's time for our final segment. Coffee time. Every single week here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we like to have a little discussion about the gaming industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We're here to talk about video games, video game industry, and just have a little discussion. Um, by the way, I forgot to say in the beginning, but if you haven't known at this point, uh, there's timestamps down below. If you just want to skip ahead to these kind of discussions, you're free to do so. If you want to just do some news pieces, you're free to do so. You're in a, I, I, well, I mean, at this point, it's a little late. Yeah, but you know, it's the American dream. It's the American podcast. So you know, do with it what you will. Even if you live in Germany, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's the German podcast as well. Or France. A lot of people from France are listening to us for some reason. I guess we'll have to go to France. Yeah. And Canada. It's cool. I want to go to Canada. I've been to Canada. I've never been. Shut up. I've never been anywhere. Yeah. I went to Toronto. But so before I get into that, uh, hint, what is this? Um, it's not good. I don't like hints. So I, I'm tr so the cap says. I'm going to try it. I'm allergic to pineapples, but I'm going to try it. It tastes like tap water. It says it's the water that makes you love water, but you know what it smells like. What's it smell like? It smells like um, essence. I do taste. It does taste like essence. Yeah. It vaguely smells like the fluoride that they use at the dentist. Yeah. Like a little bit sweeter than that, but think, but like that's what it smells, it smells like fluoride. When they're like put on your teeth and you have to sit there and then you can't eat or drink anything for 30 minutes it's, and it's disgusting. Yeah, I That's already what it smells like. I already love water, so I don't need this. I drink 100 ounces of water a day, and so I don't need. We don't need flavor in our water. But we just enjoy straight up water. You're weird. So. I'm not weird. I have water. So let's get into the discussion here. We already talked about hints way too much. Totally not sponsored. Uh, at this point, if we were. Uh, I say, God, I hope not. <laughs> bye, hints. Uh, so there we go. So I thought of this topic after listening to the Gus and Eddie podcast where Eddie was talking about Eddie Burback, where he was talking about how much he loves Breath of the Wild. Now, he said that he was playing it through for the third time at this point. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten halfway through. <laughs> whereas Gus Johnson, he was just talking about like, oh, I, you know, I, I liked it just I don't think I want to play it like three times through. Mm -hmm. But Eddie was talking about why he loves it so much. 
And basically he was saying it lets him relive a moment in his life when it first came out. It, he's making it relive a summer day mm-hmm. where he was back home with his family and he was just working just a regular job. And he was with his, um, his uh, brother and his friend and he saw it on the, the mail stop, his copy of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And he worked and then he played Breath of the Wild and he worked and he play, played Breath of the Wild. And it's just kind of reliving that. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking that's that's really how a lot of games are that we yeah. enjoy it's almost reliving that mm-hmm. reliving that moment so the very first question i have for the discussion like why does nostalgia affect our favorite choices of media because i feel like when you're younger mm-hmm. it's such a simpler time so when yeah. you're playing or in or even playing or watching like playing a game watching a movie thinking of something from when you're younger it kind of makes you remember like those simple fun times and you get just get you just focus on the game mm-hmm. more than anything else. I think at that point, because like once you get in that nostalgia feeling and you feel like you're a kid again, like and you're playing it, you just kind of get in that mindset where you're like, you're just focused on the game. You're not thinking about any right. adult responsibilities. You're just <laughs> just, playing Did you just the game. turn into Angelica from Rugrats. I turned into all of the Rugrats. Oh, gotcha. They you. all pronounce it like that. Yikes. Okay, <laughs> but um, but um, what did that show come out? It came out like I think it came out in ninety one. I was like, pretty sure it came out in ninety one. Yeah, I that blew my mind because I was like, wait, I thought it came out when I was a kid, not like because I was nope. born in ninety one, ninety one boy. But yeah, it's weird. But anyways, um, <laughs> anyway. But no, it, it's exactly that. It reminds you of that simpler time. Yeah. In fact, that's why I love Assassin's Creed 2 so much. And I play it over and over and over and over again, especially the first Assassin's Creed. Very first Assassin's Creed, you know, I was just in high school and uh, very simpler time. And then in Assassin's Creed 2 came out. It was my very first year in college and I had no friends. I didn't know what I was doing. But I was playing Assassin's Creed 2 and I actually made a lot of friends, you know, because they shared their interests with Assassin's Creed 2. And it went into later years where they're like, I love Assassin's Creed 2. And we just played all the time. And mm-hmm. that's my comfort food. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it just reminds you of those simpler times. Mm-hmm. You just pop in any piece of media, whether it be a game or a movie or even definitely music, like oh music for gosh, sure. Yes. But it's it's almost like, and it's my second point, like it's almost like that sense of smell where it just brings you oh, back. Yeah. And psychologists have said, you know, I, I think everybody knows this at this point. Um, by the way, I'm I'm sorry, I have allergies. I'm like itching my nose. It, it's okay. A little side note: it's the worst time to have allergy attacks because I was in a gas station uh, grocery store, grocery store um, market, market. You know, a little gas station market thing. And I was just like, this cannot be the day because I had my face mask on. I was trying to get allergy medicine because I was out. I was doing my job. And I'm like trying to hold in my coughs and my sneezes and my eyes are runny. I'm like, this is not the area. I just had the worst thought ever. Huh? Sneezing in your mask. Yeah, no, I held in everything. Yeah, no, I held in. that's disgusting. I held in like a champ. And I was just like, this is not the time to have allergies. And I and I even asked the cashier, like, hey, are there <laughs> there are there any tissues around here? And she's like, Pardon? <laughs> like, but anyways, um, so I'm sorry if I'm like itching my I know don't touch your face, but yeah. Anyways. Oh, we're way past that. 
But it's almost like that sense of smell in psychology yeah. where a sense of smell immediately sends you back to um, a memory that you have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like media does that for you, too. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, what other games can we think of that bring us back to a simpler time? I know. I mean, this is, doesn't bring me back to a simpler time, mm-hmm. but I know that every time I play Sims, yeah. I remember when the first and second Sims were still out. And um, my little sister and I didn't quite get how to build a house. I mean, I'm 20, I'm turning 27 this year and Mm -hmm. I still struggle with figuring out how to make the house look like the ones in the town. But when I was younger, my little sister and I literally would just make giant squares (laughs) and there would be like miles between different rooms. And my mom would be like, you guys just like make your house too big. Mm -hmm. And so every time I play Sims, I think that I'm like, don't make your house too big. (laughs) Jeez. Like don't you don't need all that space, um, so I think of that. But I think the first thing I think of when I think of like oh similar time I think of Ready to Rumble on mm-hmm. my um, on my N sixty four yeah and Glover. It's really like the two, and I had Miss Pac Man. Miss Pac Man was my very first like my video game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a video game that has you know well like well reviewed and it's like mm-hmm. the best game ever. It yeah. doesn't have to be that. No. And that's the thing is that like I you just you have that moment with a video game that mm-hmm. you don't care what the reviews are. You yeah. really don't care because it brings you back to that time. You value that game. Yeah. Because of that time that you played it. Ooh, I had Sega for the gen, or I had. Sonic for the Genesis. Sonic for the Genesis, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good one. Yeah, I really loved that game too. I forgot I, about that. I I also th- uh, think about Skyrim especially mm-hmm. because Skyrim. Okay, so I've been really enthralled with video games for my pretty much my entire life. Skyrim was the very first game where I legitimately lost track of time because I was playing it so hard. Because this was back in college. I was in my junior mm-hmm. year. And in junior year, it was I best roommate ever. Uh, the guy who does top three gaming news. Uh, that was my roommate in college at the time. My favorite roommate. Um, you know, aside from. Okay, so I had some other favorite roommates. But I loved um, hanging out with him. Um, we have to bring him back on the podcast. Okay. Marcus. Uh, but yeah, so we were playing. Like, I was playing Skyrim. And I just said, hey, I'm just going to do a couple missions before my class. It's in an hour. And this was at like, I don't know, 10 in the morning, right? And mm-hmm. I was playing it. Legitimately, I stopped playing it and it was dinner time. <laughs> like, I legitimately sat down like, listen, I'm just going to play this for an hour, go to my next class, then going to go to lunch and then go to my next class after that. And I just looked at the clock and I said, oh my, it is six. It is six o'clock. How did that happen? I love Skyrim At now. At six o'clock, the dining hall was almost closed by then. Yeah. <laughs> Our dining hall closed at 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, You almost that? missed dinner. Yeah. I legitimately fell in love with that game because of everything happening in junior year. Because that was a rough time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a mentor of mine die that year. Um, I, you know, we were in kind of like a really crappy situation, living situation. Oh my uh, gosh, that dorm was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things were happening in that year, but like Skyrim brought me back to a time where I, lo- I finally lost sense of time mm-hmm. and I didn't need to think about everything that was stressing me out mm-hmm. and it just enthralled me. And that's why I love Skyrim so much. I don't yeah. care how it's reviewed. I don't care if it's reviewed as the best game ever yeah. or the worst game. 
of the Elder Scrolls series. Yeah. And it's funny because like you bring up like Skyrim as your nostalgia thing mm-hmm. from college. I actually have memory of Skyrim because yeah. that was when your mom bought that. You got that for Christmas. Yeah. And that was the first time I went Black Friday shopping with you and your mom. And I was there that when your mom like got it because you were just because she was like, mm-hmm. um, she wanted to get you a video game or something. I don't remember the situation, but you're, she's like, "What video game do you want for Christmas?" And you're just like, and you just threw it into the cart. We're gonna adjust your microphone there. Okay, I don't. Sorry, I don't know how to handle this yeah. microphone and talk to you and I'm not good at it. But <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, like I have that memory no, of like come up here. There you this go. This way. Yeah, this, like, you're you're br- you're speaking into the like this. S- yeah. Okay. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just remember like you're you're you just kind of like she's like, which one do you want? And I think you were like torn between Skyrim and something else. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember I remember even telling you like get Skyrim mm-hmm. because you had been talking about it for a while. No, that was a different time. That was a remaster. The that was Skyrim remaster, and I was okay. between that and oh man, what was the I other don't game? Remember. I think it was like Red something. No, it wasn't Red Dead. No, um, it wasn't Red Dead. I just remember it was like, I remember it had like a red cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really good time for me. Now, the other question that I have now, speaking of remakes, remasters, like Skyrim remaster and all that, mm-hmm. um, do remasters kind of take away from that nostalgia? Do you need to play it on the original console to get that kind of feel? Or do remasters kind of um, make it better that you kind of remember the graphics being like that and now you're remembering, you're seeing it like you remember? I I feel like remasters are okay. I think they can still bring back nostalgia, but only a hint of it. I feel like playing the actual game on the on like the original console that you played it on, mm-hmm. that I feel like is the most nostalgia because you are literally ha- you have the the same controller in your hand. You have mm-hmm. the same graphics on your screen. So I feel like to get maximum nostalgia, maximum. It has to be on the system that you played it on and it has to be the same game you played. But like yeah. remasters can still bring back that hint. Yeah, that's the thing. I I find remasters to be like that hit yeah. of nostalgia feels. It's like doing a shot of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, because you know uh, playing older games on newer consoles it, because we see graphics the way. Oh man, this was crazy like big for the time. But now we yeah. go back to it. And it's like oh the graphics aren't that good, were they? But it still brings out back that nostalgia feel because it's especially if you play on the N64, you know, you got the cartridge, you uh you blow on it to get the dust out even though you're not supposed to do that, you know, yeah, because but everyone did it. Everybody did it. Stop. And it worked, so who cares? Yeah. But like you do that, you put it right into the console and then as soon as you put it into the console, you remember when you were a kid and you just like put it in, you grab your N64, you, you especially if you play on a CRT TV, and it's mm-hmm. just that hit of nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? And I know we talked a little bit about this with um, uh, w- with Quentin on episode 99 about basement gaming, but it's just that feeling of putting it into the console and not loading it from your mm-hmm. digital library. I have nothing really against remasters or you know remakes for that, uh, especially since Sony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being... Re- okay, it looks like a remake. They are saying a remaster. I don't know. Maybe it's a remaster. Maybe I'm being stupid, but I think it's a remake. But that's the thing is that, sure, it may not look like the Tony Hawk that we played, but it's it's how mm-hmm. we remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, um, this isn't really video games, but like 
So for like a, a an example, it's like my dad. So we, my family took home videos every Christmas. Mm-hmm. We have video like VCR videotapes mm-hmm. um, from almost every year of Christmas. My, you know, from born to, mm-hmm. I don't even know how long till I went to college. Um, and so my dad came to me, he's like, he's like, Hey, if I give you all, can, if I give you the, the like files, cause he had a way to put them on the computer. He's like, if I give you the files, can you put them on DVDs for me? I said, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, I was like, it would be so nostalgic to like watch my home videos, like from my house with my husband on a DVD. I'm like, but it definitely wouldn't be the same as sitting there because my little sister and I had a tradition. We watched them every single year. Mm. Second Thanksgiving was over. We sat and we watched our home videos from Christmas. And, um, but part of it was that my sister and I never rewound them. So in the beginning of every season, before we even got to watch it, we had to sit there and rewind everything. Mm -hmm. So like, it'd be weird to sit there and just be able to pop it in and press play. That's the other thing, having to press play. Mm -hmm. But yeah, (laughs) so I, so I asked uh, you on Twitter and also Instagram, uh, what are some games that aren't reviewed well but bring you nostalgia feels? So we have three answers here. Uh, first being from The Greatest Show on Dirt, Quentin, who was on episode 99. Uh, Thrasher Skate and Destroy for the PS1. It wasn't as popular, but was so much more realistic than Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And I agree with that. If you played Thrasher uh, Skate and Destroy, it, it was. It was way ahead of its time in being a skate game that I can't remember the actual features of it, but I remember playing it and it was way ahead of its time. Nobody really appreciated it because Tony Hawk was more the arcadey style, whereas Thrasher really wanted a simulation of skateboarding games, but that was back in the PS one. And I agree. Yeah. Like it brings back nostalgia feels. And then we have, uh, from Volt Supreme, uh, I, I just clicked in. Sorry. I'm still, I'm still on allergies. <laughs> like I'm still like, mustering through like a man but yeah i'm still i'm a sleepy boy right now uh so full supreme says space dude i'm sure i'm sure that that didn't review well check it out if you can find it me and my bro kind of loved that game because it's so hard and again it's not really i've never heard of space dude before yeah but it's one of those games that you don't care if it was reviewed well you don't care you don't even look at the reviews it's that you had your fun times with your family, your mm-hmm. brother, and that's amazing. Like that's what you should be reflecting on more than anything else, right? Uh, and then finally, we have from uh, at Commander Nikki. Let me just bring up her full response. So again, I asked, "What are games that aren't reviewed well but bring in nostalgia?" So Commander Nikki says this. This really got my brain to rattle like some old rusty machine. I, I feel that mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think I I don't think I have any games that aren't seen as masterpieces, but are special to me, or at least that I can think of right now. Most importantly, when can we start uh, speaking about nostalgia? A few things, a few things do come to mind because though I'm not sure if they count because mostly just the age of the graphics, original non modded vanilla Skyrim. I agree with that. Uh, once I saw somebody call it actually, <laughs> actually just gray and brown mud colored. <laughs> That's true. The original, so the original Skyrim was just very like desaturated. Mm. And when the remastered came out, I was like, oh, look, color. That's <laughs> nice. 
Um, so I agree with that. And we were not allowed, well, and they were not all, all too wrong for some parts, but I still love it. And I think it's a pretty breathtaking game. Uh, wouldn't have it, <laughs> wouldn't have had it, uh, bought it for a fourth time for my Switch. Otherwise, yeah, fourth time. We all bought Skyrim like a thousand times. Um, I was surprised when I started the first uh, Red Dead Redemption again and everything looked kind of dead. Uh, in my heart and memory, I thought I had some graphics and environment that are. Uh, in my heart, the memory I had has the same graphics and environment as RDR2 did. Uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about, too, is that like we, we start to think about the old games mm -hmm. as these really heavy graphics. And that's what I appreciate about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 being remade, is that we're going to be playing it the way we remember it. Yeah. And that's what's most important here. And then uh, finally, she says, also, I recently found out that apparently Pokemon Mystery Dungeon aren't super loved. Really? Huh, interesting. Um, loved among the Pokemon fans, and now I'm just a little afraid that if I go back to them, I won't like them as much as I do now. Maybe nostalgia clouding my judgment is something worth talking about, as at Gaming Gabbing pointed out in their Sky episode. Uh, by the way, Gaming Gabbing, like, by the way, if you're listening to this, you guys went hard on those skies. Like, you're just like, no, this guy, no good. This guy, beautiful. But I'm just I'm paraphrasing. Uh but you do you. Uh you said my sky was stupid though. Um But they said okay, one of them was uh, nice. I said it says great origins. They said that was nice. Can him come deliverance? No sky. Sky bad. And I was like, my heart is broken. <laughs> but anyways, uh but yeah, like uh what uh Commander Nikki was saying is that sometimes there are games out there that we have full memories of. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes when we look at the reviews, maybe we'll have a different thought process to it. Yeah. Like she said, that one Pokemon game where she said it wasn't revered well with Pokemon fans, yeah. but she likes it. Yeah. And she, do and she doesn't know if those reviews will kind of like steer her view in one way or mm -hmm. another. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I can't say too much because I only had like, I think the games that like everyone kind of knew and played yeah. growing up. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's exactly. My brain died. <laughs> but that's the thing is that um, there's a lot of times where you'll play a video game there. You'll play a game and sometimes mm -hmm. you'll just say, I I really enjoy this. But then you'll kind of look at reviews and you'll see the little Nick, uh, Nick picky. Yeah. Nitpicky. Like when you, when I really like movie and then you say like what you didn't like, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's the thing is it's like, uh, you see the reviews and you just kind of think to yourself, like, is that nitpicky or is that an actual criticism? Yeah. And it kind of affects your views on it. But what's most important with um, a lot of video games that we love and enjoy is that nostalgia plays a huge mm -hmm. part into it. And, you know, I think we can celebrate that for the most part. Uh, there's definitely games where um, I'm looking at right now, Midnight Club for PlayStation 2. I love that game because I used to go to my friend John's house and we used to just play Midnight Club every day after school for at least three months. And we would just race each other and it was fun. And Halo 2, we would just battle each other at Halo 2. Halo 2 was, you know, up there, but um, so it was Midnight Club. But that's the thing. I don't care what the reviews were. Mm -hmm. I really don't care. It just brings me back to a time where things were just simpler and I didn't have, how was it pronounced from the Rugrats? Adults? Responsibilities. There you go. At least that's how I imagine they would say it. Yeah. Maybe that's your nostalgia talking. Who knows? I want to go watch Rugrats. I love that show. 
But yeah, that's the thing. It's like even just any pieces of media, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it reviews. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. Does it remind you of a simpler time? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My favorite game is Nostalgia. But any other games that come to mind for you? Um, I was trying to think of like, what about Rock Band? I wasn't a huge. I didn't play Rock Band that much. I was more of my little sister and her boyfriend mm-hmm. and her friends. I mean, I sometimes did like the singing. Yeah. parts but even then i couldn't really sing most of the songs mm-hmm. so i didn't play rock band that much i liked the tennis like the wii fit tennis mm-hmm. and i didn't play the wii that much either i only played like the fit stuff like yeah. the bowling i'm trying to think of like what game i really liked on the gamecube other than sims i just remember i would get a sims game i think it was it was usually sims 2 because i was playing it in the basement mm-hmm. um and i would play sims 2 on the gamecube and I would sit there. I'd play for hours and be like, oops, it's dinner time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would just sit there for hours, and then my mom would be calling me for dinner. I'm like, what? I've And I'd been playing for four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've been I mean, there. in Sims, it's a little easier to sink four hours because first, you have to make the person. And in Sims 2 for the GameCube, it was like you had to randomly get a face. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really morph it too much, so it was very complicated. Yeah. Um. So you could it was very easy to do four hours and still not get really get anywhere in Sims 2 for GameCube. But mm-hmm. um that I don't know, I didn't play too many video games. I played a lot of like um computer games. Like my family had all the um ugh jumpstart games. Oh yeah. Do you remember those? Jumpstart fifth grade was the best one. We had one for every grade, and mm-hmm. I remember I still think of how what a noun is when i need to think of, i go a person place or thing these are all nouns so you're wearing a noun what the that was one of the songs in it it was like <laughs> my favorite part of the whole game was the noun song it was great i also remember zombies zombies was pretty lit zombies was like another version of like jumpstart yeah i didn't have that we only had jumpstart we had Jumpstart Kindergarten. We had Jumpstart like Kindergarten through like seventh or eighth grade. It was insane. Am I thinking of the right game, Zombies? Do you remember the one game? I don't know if you played because you were in private school for like elementary school. Zombies? No, not zombies. 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 Um, but do you remember? Did you ever have to play? Um, if I remember anything wrong, am I having? Maybe you made it up. Am I? Oh no! Am I? Am Maybe I? You're spelling it wrong. No, I might be having a Mandela effect right now. Um, but do you remember? It was like this game. It was like, um, it was like a math game that they made us play online at school. Not at school, but for homework. It was like something twenty four. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. It was like red and yellow. Yeah. I remember that. I just zumbinis. 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 Yeah, Zumbinis, bro. The Zumbinis games were like the littest. Yeah, I played Jumpstart. Yeah, Zumbinis. I also had a lot of Barbie games. I had the Barbie riding game, the Barbie makeover game, where you would like dress, you would like pick Barbies, like you do her hair, like you would cut her hair yeah. and her nails and her makeup, and then you dress, and then like it was like you could choose, like, I think it was like her wedding. Mm-hmm. So you like did all her hair and makeup. That was like my favorite game. That, and I had. Barbie horseback riding and you like to the yeah. horses because I loved horses growing up. I still love horses. I think they're beautiful. Um, so we're going down a little trip right now. Yeah. So I'm um, I'll shut up. 
Well, like let's let's just end our conversation with that. Um, but let's let's just imagine though that while tech is advancing and while games are getting better, the next mm-hmm. generation is coming. It's you shouldn't have a problem with going back to the older games, just popping up your little GameCube and just putting the little tiny little disc in, mm-hmm. and just having a blast because that's what you had simpler times with. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's okay to just have a nostalgia trip. You know, what you don't have to always constantly keep up with the newest games. Go back, have a little nostalgia trip. It's fine, you know. Just like what simply John Sausage did, you know, he he goes back to Pong after he hung skaters. So yeah, it's all right. But uh, that's all I really have to say about this. Uh, feel nostalgic, play your old games. You know, we talked about basement gaming in '99, but now we're talking about just nostalgia trips. You know, um, of anything. So, uh, any other final thoughts? Um, nope. Yeah. Cool. So we might have got lost because even we went on a power trip right there, but a uh, little little memory lane, little do with dad. Yeah. But play a uh, fine gameplay of Zumbinis. Zumbinis was the litest. Jumpstart had nothing. Jumpstart was amazing. Shut up. Zumbinis all the way. Jumpstart was great. Play Jumpstart. So we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And if you haven't yet, definitely follow us on uh, Twitter at Gaming Groceries. And you follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. Check out our website, gamesgroceries.com. If you haven't yet, definitely subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done that yet, uh, click that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this episode, definitely give it a like and a share because it definitely helps out the channel a lot. And with all that said and done, we'll see you in the next week. Hope you have a safe week. See you later. Bye.